Wisecracking, Green Street Blues Podcast, back at you again, bitch. Patches, what's up, y'all? It's been a while, and uh, it's, it's crazy. I've been intending to put out a little episode, and you know me, I'm even procrastinating and shit, and then uh, I, I had Tucker out. probably been about a month ago now, because we're having the Richard Pryor, George Carlin, who's the GOAT as far as comedians go, and we had our discussion about that, so that's going to be on this episode here, Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying, trying to say what's up, man, like, it's been a whirlwind kind of year. 2020 is just crazy. The quarantine and social distancing. and if you, it's, I'm glad I've been doing these podcasts because I really caught the that moment of you know what's going on all the way through now the new normal or whatever that is. Saying as far as you gotta basically wear masks everywhere in public and all that, you know, it is what it is. Um, see, man, there's a couple things that have been on my mind this week. Uh, oh, yeah, like, is it just me or? Like, I don't know, when you see, if you're driving in your car or whatever, you, you see people walking down the road, and you're like, oh, whatever, whatever, they're walking down the road. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, it might be a nice young lady walking down the street, and, uh, you know, like, oh, okay, she's, okay, let me just get to the point, man. I think it's nasty, when I see people walking down the street, walking their dog, man, and carrying a bag of shit, like, I and you and I know you have to, you do have to pick up after your dog, cause I don't want people's dog shitting in my yard and they don't pick it up. But how is it? Can we come up with a different way of? transporting the shit because I mean usually it's a local grocery store bag or you know maybe they're upscale and they actually get little um, pet shit bags from the pet store but like none of that shit is cute no matter what is no mistaking that when you're walking your dog you have a miscellaneous bag swinging in your other hand with a knot tied in it, that sh- that shit. You gotta come up with something better, man. Um, and, um, you know what I'm saying? And I cut grass at work, right? And So, shout out to the people that do pick up their dog shit, because if when you run over some piles of dog shit, you didn't see with a, on a mower 
I mean, it, it basically it just stinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this shit is unnecessary. So yeah, thanks for picking it up. But however, like where I work, somebody or some group of people, I don't know. Like, they decide they're gonna pick up their dog shit in their little bags. Um, it was like teal colored bags, orange. Uh, I think there's pink, and then there's of course white and blue from local grocery store, and occasional gray. But my point is like, for some reason they just decided to start piling these bags of shit in one place outside of the baseball field. And I'm thinking, like, I'm just thinking, I, somebody, somebody's going to pick this up, you know what I'm thinking? And it's not going to be me. So I just cut around it the first week and figured, you know, for whatever reason, they are having a collection of shit right here, and it's all good. Well, it's been a couple months now, and, like, I'll be having the fields on fleek, you know, but uh, there is one patch of grass behind a baseball field that is grown up rather high now, um, and it, I mean, the X mark has the circle around it tight, but one, I'll be damned. If I'm going to pick up that shit that's now up coming out of tall grass and bags. And two, I'm really not going to run over that shit with the mower. Because then I have to pick up, cut up bags with shit smeared all on it. Like, for real. Just, we got to do better, man. So, that was the one thing. And then the other thing was, like, you know how, like, so, at work, I come into contact with quite a few people, um, some of the students at the college and people from the community that come through walking and their dogs and whatever. And uh, I always have one ear protection and, on some loud piece of equipment. So I do a lot of waving or, you know, uh, courteous hand gestures. I'll use the thumbs up a lot um, just to let people know it's okay that they're there or, you know, whatever. And that's what I thought about, the thumbs up. Like, that's, that is a genuinely... neutral hand expression that you can give and it doesn't need a response and like most of the time people might give you a head nod a smile or they might do it back and, and that's it like it's just all good that's like you know it's all good that's what I think about when I give somebody the thumbs up Be like oh, it's all, all good man but I was, you ever think about, like, because, like, if, you, if 
if you just like if you couldn't talk to someone and you just use the thumbs down at somebody like instantly they gonna get a look on their face like they just smelled something bad and then gonna want to question like what the fuck you what you giving me a thumbs down for man fuck you you know like they get all offensive defensive and shit like and I was just like you know I have a lot of time thinking during the day working by myself and shit and uh just thought that was funny. We just, uh, just, you know, let me know what you think. All right, and y'all stay tuned because uh, I'm about to get this shit straight once and for all. Greatest comedian of all times, Richard Pryor or George Carlin. Listen up. was, but I don't think we were going to it by the time I was a senior. But anyway, so we went to the competition. It was my first one. Whatever. We sucked. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. The first year of band, man. Because everybody was like, you know, it's transition year. You had to, all the people who had been there that kind of like had an attitude about the whole transition and shit. Anyway, we're on the back, coming back from City Stadium. Around and fell asleep on the bus on our way back. Shouldn't have done that. Nah, it's a bad one. Because Matt Ferguson was on the bus. And there was <laughs> lipstick all over my face. I had a brand new UVA hat. One of the, uh, I forget what that brand was called. It wasn't starter, but it was another kind. It was like the fresh shit. Brand new and his lipstick all over and I what we got back and everybody was laughing and shit. This, this should never be eighties. I think I even got in trouble from my mom because the hat was going on. Like, like I didn't do this. You know. You gotta keep your head on a swivel, man. Yeah, that was that that Hazen shit. But that was um where was I going to? Don't know. I'll ask you this question, are those earbuds far enough away from your phone to Oh, you got jokes, motherfucker. As long as they inside this bitch. I thought you said, in, I thought you said inside closed up and far away from the phone. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I can swim in the lake for you. Fucking <laughs> dick. That's all right. No, we're having a good time. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where you were going with that. Um, with what? Uh, the band, what you were talking about. What was that? <laughs> Getting 
haze on the bus. Okay, because, geez, we were really about to lose it. I don't know where we were going with that either. How do we get on that subject? We were talking about shit while we were fixing the phone, and I forget what it was. Um, but how about this? First of all, thanks for having me back. Always, man. This is a good time. Anytime. Every time. Clearly, everyone can hear how good of a time we're having. Um, I have, we will play a little game, all right? I got a question, and it's coming at you fast. All right. <clears throat> Three in the morning, you get woken up, gun to your head, who's your favorite, dot, dot, dot. All right? Exactly. Are you with me? Yep. Cool. Favorite living basketball player? Michael Jordan. Favorite basketball player? Michael Jordan. Favorite food? Gumbo. Ooh. Shrimp or chicken? Both. Gumbo. I gotcha. Yeah, because it's gumbo. Real gumbo has shrimp, chicken, uh, andouille, sausage, sausage, okra. Do we need, do I need, okay. Yeah, gumbo. Forgot you were, okay. I'm not sure. My bad. Uh, I'm a maintenance guy. What do you mean? Oh, right, my bad. Right. <laughs> With training in the in the cuisine. Um, okay. Favorite living comedian. P.O. Vaughn. Who? Not talking about icons and legends. Right. You know, no, Dave, that's no, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the dudes that are obvious. But like upcoming, like that. I've, yeah. Theo Vaughn, if you don't if you don't know about him, you gotta check him out. Yep, fantastic. <clears throat> All right, favorite comedian. Richard Pryor. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. We have said and not. Then, well, and about then, well, icons. well, and then right. No, favorite comedian, best comedian. Richard Pryor, hands down. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I'm like, I could have motherfucker ever asked, like, who a great comedian was, but whatever. But, uh, so hold up, let me, uh, I'm gonna ask you some, somebody got a gun to your head and just woke you up in the morning, dot, 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 questions of mine. Sports team. JMU football team. Because I marched the marching band at those okay. games. Alright. Um and they are they have been boost here in the past couple years. I have to say. Oh, and yeah. they got they recruit from Charlottesville too, so yeah, I I I've definitely fucked with the Duke. I wish I could have marched with them. Um, so we got, uh, let's see, favorite food? Uh, my wife's stroking off. Your wife does what? Stroke. Oh, 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 <laughs> uh, I had to remember. I'm sorry, man. My wife's beef stroke gun off. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Got you. All and right. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, favorite. Comedian right now, not counting icons. Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels. 
check him out. Um, best comedian of all time. I don't even have to. Go ahead. <laughs> Georgie Carlin, baby. I don't know why that's even a question. No, I... <clears throat> Just like okay, you. Fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm curious as to what... I fair mean. enough. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so... So, uh... So, how do you want to... What do you... So, I'm... Give me something. Well, then that brings up a perfect first topic of discussion here. Uh, best comedian of all time... I obviously said Richard Pryor and was going to go ahead and give it to Tucker, like just let him answer because I like hearing the two most beautiful words in the world of comedy. George Carlin? Mr. Richard <laughs> Pryor. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. No, yeah, I but did. so, I, and so fair enough. I say that that, that during their life and times, Comedy emerged as a very powerful form of expression to where you make fun out of life, being very matter-of-fact, but under the artistic name genre of comedy comedian. So, and I got to give it to you, because Carlin is also one of my favorites, and I would, ha I would have to say top five, top two. So. Well, and that's the thing. When we discuss these dudes, top two is all we're talking about. Yeah. I can't think of anybody better than these two dudes. Is what I'm, and I will say, and we, let's, let's go ahead and just you know, admit, if Dave Chappelle can make it and yeah. keep staying around long enough, I, he will go down as literally the GOAT, if you want to call it that. Greatest of all time. I, th there are comedians that sometimes make me laugh harder than him, but if he just keeps doing what he's doing. I mean, those last specials, I, I, even without the, just the brilliant social commentary on that little like 20-minute YouTube thing where he seemed to be pretty fucking wasted, <laughs> which, good on him. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, just and dead on. Oh, oh exactly. I, I mean, like, forget about it. just that. That's of course it's dead on. Mm -hmm. But hysterical. I mean, he he. I hope he. I hope he lives forever because that dude is probably the fun. He will go down if he doesn't have number three on this list. That's a ridiculous thing. I think he might be prime mm -hmm. for number one. But mm. in the meantime, he's got to topple. I'd say George Carlin, man. I'm going with Georgie on number one. But I want to I wanna get your perspective on it because. Well, I'm going to tell you, first of all, that, like, Dave, Ch Dave Chappelle, that's rough. Because I, I don't think that, to me, he couldn't take over number one in my eyes because nobody will ever surpass Richard Pryor as the best comedian to ever live simply because every comedian that there is now points to him as their point of influence. Not every comedian, 
but a lot black and white, but you, I don't think you'll find a black comedian that doesn't point to Richard Pryor as the king of comedy. So that could be an example for uh, is what you were exposed to growing up. Because I first started listening to Richard Pryor sneaking and putting the albums on in the basement where I could just hear, I either have a head and big ass headphones on, listening to my dad's receiver, or just have it on low volume, and the adult sent us downstairs. And I'm down there tripping just off the cuss words. And right. how he cussed, which to me, that's why, that's what makes him the best comedian because he was telling true stories and delivering them to you through each and every character that he was talking about himself. Yeah. So it was like a, a one-man variety show into where he would get the imitations of anybody he was, he was mocking or trying to tell a story from the country redneck to Miss Rudolph, who was, you know, the gypsy woman from New Orleans putting X's <laughs> on yeah. people, to the wino, to <laughs> the, wino the mafia, like when he worked for them and was trying to go trying get his money and shit. Like, <laughs> he, he kept it super real, like even down to where, you know, he had to, like, don't realize that that was the mafia. He better oh, get man. the fuck out of there. Let's talk about the mafia like, a bit. Shit. Let's talk about that bit for just a minute, please. <laughs> when the guys are telling him, first they're trying to feed him, and they're. with the mafia, man. <laughs> yes, the mafia bit, dude. I, uh, satin doll was working with him, yeah. <laughs> I, li- I listened, literally listened to it on the way over here. <laughs> I've heard it before, but I've forgotten about it. And he goes in, he's like, I point the gun at the guy. <laughs> the guy is not doing the thing he's supposed to do. He's like, he's also like, I'm 19 and I've got a blank. <laughs> like, it's a fucking pistol. They're a full on pistol. aware, yeah. yeah. And they're like, uh-huh. Bring it on. Tony. The laughter, dude. I mean, come on. And it's just, and he's just like, oh, yeah, they, and they wanted to feed me. <laughs> and then all they could do, their stories all involved funny ways that people died. Oh, oh yeah. God. The fucking ice pick. The ice pick. <laughs> it broke. This what do I do? This fucking guinea cocksucker yeah. comes in there. I'm fucking stabbing him, stabbing him. The fucking, the ice pick fucking breaks. <laughs> what are you, what are you supposed Stand to do? Stand in here with a fucking piece of wood in my hand. Wait for it to fucking melt. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was classic, man. And like the thing, like, of course, like you, like we were saying earlier, you know, I was listening to a little bit of Pryor. I listen to it all the time. It doesn't matter. Carlin, too. But it doesn't matter which skit. I'll just turn it on, man. And, like, the 
thing that, that is so crazy with prior, and I'm talking about anything from family dealings, dealing with women, to race relations in the United States, even down to some of the uh, international conflicts that the United States has had. like, And that's why some people listen to it and don't find it as funny because they don't understand the context of the real shit that he was talking about at the time. But what's fun is, is the relevance of the comedy to this day. And, of course, like most comedy comes out of tragedy. Okay, that it's it's the it's the taboo shit that nobody really wants to talk about for whatever reason the average person is just it's just uncomfortable. And that's where the the gift of being a comedian is comes in where you can deliver that kind of that kind of in your face crude shit that's going on and no one wants to talk about and you you talk about it. <laughs> and make it funny and be like most of the time about why people love comedians is because how much they can relate to exactly what they're talking about whether personally or they witness it firsthand like that shit is funny I know I've personally set myself on fire at least three times <laughs> so I just at need least to, at least it's the ones I can remember yeah fucking um <laughs> yeah man I all of those points are good, and, and literally almost all of them can be attributed to Carlin, except for the, the <laughs> personal shit. He didn't talk about his family much at all, really. He didn't talk much openly about his drug use. Like, there'd be jokes here and there, you know, mm-hmm. alluding to he, the fact that he, but he didn't come on stage and be like, I did a pound of blow last night, y'all. Whereas... And see, I don't even, I don't know a lot, I don't know as much about Carlin as I do about Pryor. Well, Respect them in the same light and had no idea that he had, that he did drugs. Oh, that dude was nuts. He wasn't Pryor style nuts, but mm-hmm. he was, he was a, yeah, he was a big into coke, like real big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't ever, he wouldn't, you wouldn't know it, cause mm-hmm. unless you read about it. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I think what, What's going to come boil down to this, com- and I've been thinking about this conversation for like a month, mm-hmm. I think, is it's it's going to, like you said, Pryor addressed race, Carlin addressed race, uh, race, race, <coughs> excuse me, and um, Carlin was white, Pryor, black, obviously, I'm white, you're black, I like the white guy, you like the black guy, there's clearly something to be said there. For for what it's worth, I mean, like I relate more to the shit that our boy Carlin is talking about. Mm-hmm. I assume you relate more to Richard Pryor a little bit. I mean, just no, because yeah. of the idiosyncrasies of the race. It's not. I'm not being racist. Yeah. So please, everybody, yeah. relax. <laughs> but, oh, let me put my burner back. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm is. glad you cleared that I'm up. I'm glad you made that clear that you were. Yeah. But I mean, it's obvious. Like it's it's. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just they both they have different life experiences to draw from. So you know, I mean, Carlin's family life was shit too. Like, right. But but that so I think that like I uh, I'm thinking that the uh, 
could be talking about maybe the top of two different styles of comedian because yeah. I feel like Richard Pryor's came from a personal observational standpoint yes. to where he'll put like bring you into each character. I feel like, uh, well, personally with me, with George Carlin, a lot of the stuff that was so funny about him is that it was not necessarily personal experiences that he went through, but the but the person his account of everyday observations, yeah, his take and on people's take his take on like the uh, you know just people's mannerisms, just all those different things like that. You, like when I I texted you about this would be I think this would be Carlin humor. About like, uh, hey, gets on my nerves at the gas station when people finish pumping their gas, and then like all of a sudden you start hearing this sound like <laughs> the, the gas rattle. Well, they're like tapping it around in the gas hole, and I'm like, dog. Give first it. of all, gas in that amount evaporates. It just goes away. Yeah. <laughs> what three. the fuck are you tapping on the side? Like, you're not going to get any more gas out. They cut, like, when it says, how, you know, when your shit's full and you've said that you just wanted a dollar worth of gas, when it come, when it clicks off, that's you're it. done. You yep. can't tap no more down in there. Like, that's that's the type of shit that I, Carlin would have pointed out. Like, those... Those little irritating things like that that would happen, or, or and he would have been able to do like six minutes on it. Yeah, like that's yeah. The, that's about about this guy this who's doing dude, his yeah. whole demeanor, yep. his yep. whole mo. He to pull his car yep. and so, brought you to the where he's doing this shit in the gas tank. <laughs> and I mean, Pryor did the same shit, but just with different shit, in yeah. lack of a better term. But yes, I yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I so I kind of combined. Prior and Carlin just now and talking about it yeah. because the Carlin part of it that was funny was the excessive tapping trying to get gas out that's not there. The prior comedy part of what I just said would have been the fact that you was only trying to put a dollar's worth of gas in your fucking car. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I need the other $8 for rocks, son. <laughs> Shit, that's all I had. I scraped these four corners <laughs> <Yes>. under the seat. <laughs> Damn. I can't believe I had them. Uh, all right. I also, I've, I've written a little couple things down here. Um, they were clearly, they're masters of the craft. There's no doubt about that shit. The observational and the personal. They both used, and there's no way to discuss them. Well, you, oh, first of all, you said how Carlin cussed. All right, Richard Pryor cussed, like the mm-hmm. curse words. Addiction and like the way The way he, he did it. Uh, shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. <laughs> Seven words you can't say on TV, George Carlin. I was only gonna say it the one time because I'll mess it up. Right. <laughs> I had you to write it, it dead on right there. I wrote it, I wrote it down. I'm cheating. <laughs> but that's another. I mean, that's some social commentary where it's still. I mean, it's, I think you can say tits on TV now. But but somebody's still gonna look at you like, like oh yeah, you're canceled now. Yeah. Um, I wonder what both of these dudes would. They would look at cancel culture and be like, 
here's I'm, I'm showing the middle finger. Here's my middle finger. I don't. I do not. Like, oh, you don't like what I said? Mm-hmm. Oh man, don't come to my show. Right. <laughs> and I feel like they'd start making a shitload more money. Yeah, because people would be like, fuck yeah. Right. Th- this is prior <laughs> and Carlin are what we need right now. Yeah, dude, they would With be- all this shit going on, they would air it out. Like prior Carlin for president, 2020. That's the way it should be. Motherfuckers that are brilliant, but see. Everything, everything for what it is, yep. you know, and make this. Matter of fact, that would be the perfect president, vice president. Of course, prior would be the president, but whoa, you whoa, know, whoa. <laughs> let's slow it down there, buddy. Woody, we already had one black president. Why can't we have another, man? Oh, I mean, I guess we can. No, no, but uh, see, that's see, that shit I'm talking about. All right, now look, right here's there. <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's what it boils down to with me. To try to get to not for who will be president. That's I'm obviously fucking around. They're both. Yeah, they, they would, both, would definitely be the president. They would both say, "Fuck that! I'm not doing that." Yeah, they would. Want to <laughs> but I'll tell you how to run the country. All right. Which one of y'all is going to save me money on taxes? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what here's I think what I'll try to. I think Carlin gets it because by default because not a good default longevity. I think. If Richard was still around, like the shit that he would have, I mean, Carlin was so around. So apparently, like, Carlin wasn't into drugs quite as much as you said he was. Is what I'm hearing. He was soft. <laughs> well, he didn't he, go hard. Because he didn't die young. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck himself. are you saying? Yeah. MS. Is that yeah. what? What? what right. Fire, if you don't get MS, then you're not a you're fucking not comedian. <laughs> you understand you're what I'm talking right. about? They set the precedent right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That is fair. Well, here's that's some other funny shit. Uh, Carlin goes, I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember it. Uh, and it's just a little bit in a bit. But he's like, yeah, the, it's the heart attack 500. He's like, Richie had a heart attack. I had a heart attack. <laughs> Richie had a heart attack. I had another heart attack. Uh, Richie set himself on fire. Fuck that. I'm having another heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he said, see, that's, all, that's see? brilliant, man. <laughs> and imagine, like, Cause they were right around the same age. Like, imagine if they could, if Rich didn't get MS and they yep. could have grown grown old together. That shit, would've they would have come up with something else. Oh, man. it would have been outrageous. It, I mean, like you said before, and I will agree. But both of these dudes, no, there isn't a comedian that isn't influenced by at least one. Right. Not maybe if not, not both. If right. Not both. I mean, clever use of words, personal shit. Uh, well done profanity, mm-hmm. sometimes for the sake of being outrageous, which right. I, I mean, I suppose brings us to the clever use of the N word between both of them. Yeah. And prior, obviously, yeah. <laughs> most of his albums have that. Until he went to Africa. Until, yeah. And that's. Which, again, brings us right to present, to present day, and and how I would like. Now, kind of how my whole philosophy on it is and has been through life. I grew up listening to parents, aunts and uncles and shit, dri- jiving in the kitchen, drinking, having a good time. Like, shit, nigga, please. You get your ass around here, you know. Be some bumming motherfucker coming to the party. Oh, shit. 
bitch, I'm this nigga here. Y'all better put your shit away, you know. Like, <laughs> right. It was just they threw it around, and it won't, you know, it won't like they was, wouldn't have said the same thing right in front of him. It wasn't demeaning. In the black culture, it became, by default, a term of endearment to each other. You know, like, we've been called this so many years in a demeaning way, you know, and so you took everything from us, but you ain't going to take this from us. You gave it to us, and now you can't use it type shit is how, how it went down. But the thing is, when Richard Pryor went to Africa, he flew over there and saw that this is a functioning bunch of countries over here where you got black people that are that are like upstanding and, and bankers and, and CEOs and having all these good jobs and he said he was over there and he, he just thought to himself but do you see any niggas and at this point when he was in the comedy in his routine you know you heard a few little chuckles like they thought that's where he was going with the joke <clears throat> but then it was dead silence. And and a lot of what Richard Pryor, a lot of the moments and what makes him so relevant to me is the silence that he had on the albums in that skit. The silence he had on the album called Bicentennial Nigger where he basically broke down the history of the United States. And the last thing he said on that album was, <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't funny. <laughs> and it went dead. Because it was funny in how he presented it to you, but when he wrapped it up at the end and, and, and put it all in a box to see, you was like, yeah, it's, it, yeah, we laughed, but it's not funny. Right. And like his, his canning ability to do that, it, it, to, it, to me, it was, it was just, it was brilliant. And so he got over there and realized, he looked around, he's like, I didn't see, he's like, you see any niggas? He was like, no. And it was the and I interpreted that later on. You know, like I said, listen to this all the time. And the thing is, they they are perpetual with my growth in life because they remain funny, and, and some of the same parts become funny in different ways as I get older. And I imagine that might stop happening when I get to the age he stopped performing. And so that's why I'm thankful to have him because I know that in, through his comedy, I'm going to still continue to learn things about life and, and, and the experience that we have here through him because it's, it's, still, it's still relevant. And that's why I would say the same thing about Carlin. And it was... So, like, what I think about when I think about white comedians growing up, uh, it was, like, things I may not have thought was funny, like uh, Seinfeld or other things during the, when these things were on and I was growing up. And, and they were funny, and I kind of didn't understand why. And it was like, oh, well, that's dry humor. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well. And that's how it was always explained to me. But it was like, I knew it was funny. I just didn't understand why because I hadn't 
necessarily experienced it like they like they like he had. Right. But it was still funny because George Carlin didn't even have to be real animated with anything. In every show he did, he was the same voice. He get louder when he wanted to have an inflection on something, but he was just delivering the reel of how he talked, and this is how it went down. You people are fucking crazy, and, <laughs> and, and it was so and fucking funny because he was spitting straight up facts at you, and it was like, and he didn't oh care. He didn't care. There was no filter, and it was beautiful, and that's what comedy is. Dude, I, I saw him once at uh, he came to fucking Jefferson. You saw him before he died? Oh no, it was Jefferson. What am I talking about? The Paramount. Paramount for real? I, yeah. That's what I always wanted to do. Ooh, he to came see out. Richard Pryor, man. And I mean, he 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 was getting old and whatever, and he so he had notes. I didn't give a shit, yeah. and he was like, I don't give a shit if you care. I'm holding these notes, but he comes out and he goes. Everybody's standing ovation. You know, mm-hmm. the place is going nuts, packed house. And he's just like, hey, how y'all doing? And everybody's like, woo, you know, all that shit. And then he goes, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, ah, just trying to make you feel at home. <laughs> and just off to the races, dude. Um, going in. That's another thing about him. He, he would come out and do like that, exactly what you said, and then he was firing off the I mean, rest and the, of the time. Yeah, the words and the shit, like you, the same, same way you're talking about prior silences. Carlin was like, yeah, "All right, process the next thing because it's coming at you as fast as it'll go." Yeah. And also, I'm 69 years old. Like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah. That's the other. That's the thing. The longevity, man. Like, if Pryor had just, they would both. Oh my god. That's. Well, not even. I guess it wouldn't even be longevity. It's just the, the, his misfortune of of getting MS. Well, right. Well, 